Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, hosted by MC8 and Big Steel. It's every Thursday, already know. a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, Gangster Rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Black media and journalism have a long and rich history dating back to the 1800s when black newspapers were first established to provide a platform for the voices and experiences of black Americans. Today, black media and journalism continue to play a vital role in shaping the narrative around issues affecting black communities and providing a critical perspective on mainstream media coverage. However, black media and journalism face a number of challenges, including a lack of diversity and representation within the industry financial struggles due to a lack of advertising and funding, and ongoing discrimination and racism. Despite these challenges, black media and journalism remain a powerful force for social change and a vital source of information and storytelling for black communities. One individual who is taking back the narrative for hip-hop culture has recently acquired the media imprint Hip Hop Weekly. His focus is on telling the stories behind the storytellers, expanding the boundaries of traditional media coverage, and breathing life into the idea of black ownership. Today, our guest is live show, broadcast, and all-around multimedia personality, Q Ward. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I'm your host, Ramses Ja. So welcome to the show, Q. How you doing, man? Man, besides this cold that I've been fighting for weeks now, I'm doing pretty good. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. So, you know, on the show, uh, we like to get our listeners acquainted with our guest. And so uh, let's start at the beginning. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your upbringing, and what led you to the career path that you're on. You guys can get mad at Ramses later for not having somebody more interested on the show. <laughs> However, um, I don't mind sharing my story. Uh, you know, my, my beginning's humble, like most of ours. Uh, I grew up on Seven Mile Road in Detroit, Michigan. Um, I always thought I was going to play in the NFL, Rams. I played football from the time I was five. And without football, I don't know that college was possible because I had good grades, but I wasn't like valedictorian. Sure. So a full academic scholarship was not in the cards for me. And there may have been some grant money that I could have gotten, but I wasn't prepared to go into the amount of debt that you need to to get a full college degree. And, mm -hmm. you know, art was my other love and art school even more expensive than the university that I went to. So thank goodness, you know, God made these legs run fast. <laughs> And, uh, you know, sports took me to college. College introduced me to Phi Beta Sigma. And that's an important 
part to point out because Phi Beta Sigma brought me to Arizona. Okay. You know, yeah, I finished college. I was working at the mall and uh, a friend of mine invited me out to Arizona. And I remember she was like, yo, I know one of your frat brothers. You would love him. Right. So mm-hmm. I come to Arizona. Now, mind you, Ramses, you're from the West Coast. So this is not as much a shock for you. Right. I'm from Detroit. I, mo- I came to Arizona in February. So when I left Detroit Metro Airport, it was 11 degrees. Mm. When I got to Phoenix, it was 75 nice. and the sun was out and nice. palm trees. And then the first place I went, and this will mean something to you, was the campus of Arizona State University. And ladies and gentlemen, it is a much different college experience at Arizona State University than at Bowling Green or, you know, anywhere in the Midwest where I grew up. Sure. So I meet Thomas, you know, we grip each other up and that spurred a forever friendship. This was 20 years ago. He's now the godfather of my children and, you know, a really good friend of both of ours. So that's what, you know, kind of brought me from the Midwest to the West Coast. Then this journey started of me really kind of living in and around the professional sports and entertainment world. You know, so once I realized that going to the NFL was a dream that wasn't going to be realized, I then have to start positioning myself for life after university. You know, when you get real responsibilities and bills and if you don't do it, it won't be done. And a gentleman by the name of uh, Michael Ornstein gave me an opportunity to work in and around professional sports. And that was like the launch pad for everything that happened after that from, you know, working in around and representing athletes to working with brands to alcohol and spirits. All of that came from that chance meeting at the NFL draft uh, with Braylon Edwards um, in 2005, I believe a chance meeting between me and Mike Ornstein that kind of lifted off this trajectory. Gotcha. So, so let's bring it to hip hop weekly magazine. What was it that, made you decide to acquire the media imprint for hip hop weekly magazine. I'm sure there's a little bit more story in the, in the in-between too. There's a lot more story in the in-between, but the the decision was both incredibly difficult and incredibly straightforward, right? It was an opportunity that was presented to me as unexpected as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, The financial implications, you know, as private as they may be, I didn't know that that was something I'd be able to to make happen. And it, it took me having, sometimes you have to have someone that believes in you other than you to make dreams real. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hear rappers mostly, but I guess this internet culture that has made everybody a boss. I hear self-made a lot. Mm-hmm. And I guess, right? Like I'm guessing when you say that, you mean you didn't start with a head start. You weren't born with a silver spoon and, you know, all of your success wasn't given to you. Yeah. But the literal words that you're using imply that you did this thing by yourself and self-made is never something that I could ever claim in that way, the way that I hear it. Maybe, it, maybe, like I said, it doesn't mean exactly the way I hear it, but um, it took me investing in and believing in myself. I had to like empty my savings, um, but I got some help. Some people uh, that love me and believe in me said, no, you know, that's something that we're going to help you do because you not doing it isn't an option that that opportunity isn't something that we're going to let you pass up. Mm. Right. So, um, even now the undertaking 
a lot of people are involved in that. There are people who I've never met that work for the magazine, right? The conversations that need to be had and to make sure that people's livelihoods aren't drastically changed. You know what I mean? It's it's not as, as simple as going to the store and buying an item, be that a house or a car or clothes, you know, buying an imprint, buying intellectual property, buying a media company. Um, there's a lot that comes with that. It's a lot to unpack, right? So the opportunity presenting itself was exciting, but it came with some pause because, you know, uh, we speak about imposter syndrome. You and I've had that conversation on and off microphone, feeling like you belong in that space and you can succeed in it. It's a lot. It's not simple to just be like, yeah, I can do that. And I'm, I love my friend. I have friends that think that about everything. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Chef, architect, astronaut, same guy sure. would tell me he can do all of it. Yeah. Right. Uh, I, I don't have that level of irrational confidence. I'm working on it though. I'm trying to get there. But um, like I said, there was some pause and now there's just, a, it's about kinetic. Right. There was a lot of potential, but the potential of it is what made me excited. Mm-hmm. That's what made me want to do it. The potential of having a media imprint that belongs to us, right? That belongs to me, but for us. Right. And by us, I mean us at large, not just the, the voices that you guys hear. So the potential is what made me excited, but it's, I think it's time for kinetic action now, right? Let's take this thing and make it real. So um, I'm excited, man. There's a, There's a lot ahead of us. And hoping that I'll be in a space where I can take a lot of creators, journalists, writers, photographers, artists, shine light on what they're doing and help, you know, the rising tide lift all ships. So so let's talk about that. Um, you talk about uh, the the kinetic energy versus the potential energy. Mm-hmm. So now that um, because I've been, you know, paying attention, of course, you know, um, I, I. I remember when the magazine first uh, launched and it was by the people who, uh, founded the source magazine. Yes, sir. Names are Dave Mays and Benzino. And so I've been paying attention to, you know, hip hop weekly ever since then. And, uh, it, it started out sort of like a sort of tabloid. Uh, and I, I, I've seen over the years, it kind of develop a little bit more in the way of credibility. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I guess my question is, uh, what is it, what are some of the good things, um, and the bad things that you see about, I guess, black media as a whole, and what is it that you plan on doing with your media imprint? Um, I don't know that bad things is a way to classify sure, sure, it, right? There's a, I think the shortcomings are for obvious shortcomings, reasons, especially better. with a magazine, right? There, mm-hmm. There's less of them. People buy way less magazines than they did when hip hop weekly launched. And and you spoke about it, you know, having kind of a tabloid aesthetic, mm-hmm. right? I think just by nature of the name, most weeklies back then were tabloid mm-hmm. to have enough content to put a magazine out every week. You're just dipping into celebrity life and pulling out potential stories, mm-hmm. you know, kind of uh, loosely sourced, you know, stories. Right. Um, but it's it's always a steeper climb for us. It's, you know, sometimes you feel like you're beating a dead horse, but there are less resources. There's less money for advertising. There's less of really everything when you're in a minority group. Mm-hmm. The difference is, though, is that hip hop may have still been subculture when this launched. Hip hop is the most popular genre of music on the planet now. Right. And the way that it's consumed is different, Mm -hmm. but we have way more to cover now. There's a lot of incredible artists, a lot of youth, a lot of energy. So 
I don't know if there's anything that we're going to do better than other black media sources, right? But we have the opportunity to start. You and I talk about learning to fly a plane while it's flying and building it while it's flying. Well, this time we have an opportunity to get into a fully functioning jet, right? That's just been parked. So we just need some fuel and then we fly it. We hire a pilot, we get some fuel and we take off with advantages and and we've seen mistakes be made. We've seen areas where things could have been done better, where corners were cut that we can just do different, right? So I don't, you know, I don't know that I don't know that Hip Hop Weekly jumps off the porch with this idea that we're going to be better than everybody else. But we have the advantage of seeing everyone else, right? Let's sure. take a little bit of what everybody's doing right and do it in our space. And it's unique because we are, in in essence, unique individuals, all of us, myself, mm-hmm. yourself, and anybody working in any immediate, in any media space, um, you know, injecting some youth. I say that in, as I'm, you know, in well in my 40s now, but injecting some youth into our culture, Um as we've watched hip hop grow up a little bit, right? Once a very, very new genre, a very, very new art form, it has matured a bit. So you have somebody like Jay-Z who's been, you know, around for 30 years almost. Yeah. But then you have a whole batch of new creators, not just musicians, producers, songwriters, singers, you know, hip hop isn't just rap music anymore. Right. Right. I see what you're saying. You know, it's fashion, it's sports, it's culture, like hip hop culture. When you say that now, even your mind didn't just think rap artist. It probably painted a full motion picture in your head Mm -hmm. and trying to take some of that movie and put it in a magazine, I think is what our goal will be. Understood. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger. Talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash B-I-N today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash B-I-N. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance 
Plus, save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. We are here today with the owner of Hip Hop Weekly magazine, Q Ward, discussing responsible black journalism, black ownership in the hip hop space, and why black media is so important. All right, so um, we talked about a little bit about the future of Hip Hop Weekly magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the uh, standout features, segments um, that people can look forward to in the magazine uh, or if, for folks who haven't you know, read it or, or are thinking about getting a copy? The most exciting thing about the future of the magazine for me is giving a platform uh, to up and coming creators. And I say creators on purpose, not just musicians, not just rappers, not just singers, but people that do what we do, graphic designers, photographers, creative directors, uh, video directors, video editors, just people who work and live and make a living in the hip hop space. As you know, there are a lot of ancillary parts. There are a lot of major players who don't know how to play keys, who don't know how to produce or write music, but have everything to do with the success of the artists in our space. Mm-hmm. So creating a stage for all of those people is would be the best possible outcome for me, right? Featuring, and not just music people, again, featuring, uh, you and I spoke about featuring women. And I can kind of just stop there. But I'll continue featuring women who are thriving in whatever space from chefs to business executives to create like, again, creators to musicians to um, business owners, uh, people in the nonprofit space that, that making it were just it's not just, hey, look, she's pretty. Oh, OK, I see what you know what I mean? Yeah. But hey, look at what she's doing. Mm. You know what I mean? We don't mind that you're pretty. But. There's so much more substance beyond that. You know, we got Instagram for that. If you just want to see that she's cute, follow her at she's cute on Instagram, right? What if you want to learn a little bit about her story, what she's doing, how she's contributing to society and ways that you can help, ways that you can contribute, a stage for that, right? Helping people who, a lot of people don't have access, right? There's maybe 5% of the potential on our earth is realized by people who actually get a record deal, who actually ever get to shoot a music video or who actually ever get to have us as their audience. There's so many talented people out here that just don't have access. 
maybe we can play a part in helping discover those people and give them some access to this industry that they're trying to break into. And and I think that that kind of leads me into my next question. So I got to be very careful with this one. So how about I paint a picture? Um, it has been said in recent months uh, that black people are not fully in control of our messaging from our communities in particular uh, with respect to our music. And um, I think that what you're saying is meaningful in, in addressing that because while there's a lot of moving pieces when it comes to hip hop culture um, and the music in particular, uh, when there are black people at the helm in terms of the gatekeepers, in terms of the deciders of what gets promoted versus what doesn't get promoted in terms of the way narratives get chronicled, which is of particular significance when you're working in a journalistic space and so forth. I think that, um, as you mentioned, having a, a media imprint that has the ability to not just focus on the 5% and what they're doing, but also to highlight the other creators, creatives, and the other um, product offerings in these spaces that might be in some instances uplifting might be in some instances a little less uh, difficult to digest and so forth and so on. So give me your thoughts on, on that sort of dynamic. A lot of times when we are digesting media for our show, for Civic Cipher, you realize as we're sourcing those stories, a lot of that content, there's no black person in the room. Mm. There's no black person being sourced or spoken to even. And it's impossible without having experienced life in this skin to lend the right perspective sometimes. Not that people don't, don't aren't well-intended or don't have well intentions, but uh, having someone at the helm who lives in this skin full time makes a massive difference. Sure. You know, as, we, as we spoke about highlighting women, Highlighting women, highlighting black people that are not just, again, not just creatives, but doctors, scientists, lawyers, judges, you know, even law enforcement officers, right? Imagine the dichotomy of being a black police officer in some of these major cities, i.e. Chicago, Detroit, Compton, Phoenix, Newark, Brooklyn, right? There's a there's weight that comes with wearing this skin in every scope of life. So when you're talking about covering these stories and these happenings from a journalistic standpoint, we don't always have uh, and a, a shout to our sisters, a capital B mm. in those black stories. Right. So it there's a responsibility that comes with this. So like I said, it was at once exciting, but then there's a pause because you owe it to the people to do it right. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it can't be flimsy. It can't be careless. You know, there's a not there's not just a journalistic responsibility, but there's a responsibility to the culture as well. So what is it that uh, people can look forward to 
um, or rather, what does the future hold for Hip Hop Weekly? I know that uh, it is online, and I know that you recently put out a print issue. Um, so, so what does the future hold? What do you, what what can we look forward to? Uh, a lot more involvement from myself. I guess I had to start there okay. uh, to, to be transparent. There was a uh, an acquisition of the imprint, the IP, the company, but I haven't done a lot. I haven't put my hands on it in any, in any way that would cause anything to be different than before. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was intentional. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure that I had the time and the resources to give to it properly, right? Doing some big announcement for PR and then nothing behind it wouldn't have been the right thing for me. Right. So what people can expect is a lot more involvement. Um, you know, by the time people hear this, there might be a cover with some people on it that they recognize, right? Hmm. That that's pretty exciting. Um, in the digital in the digital space, our offerings will be similar to what they are now, except more sourcing, more journalists, like more people actually doing more work right now. Because a lot of a lot of online places, people will probably notice there's a lot of uh, recycling. With yeah. regards to stories, with content. regards to content, right? So getting some original stories, Exclusive. sourcing some exclusives, getting our own stories out that we're covering, our journalist, is very, very important to sure, me. Sure, sure. Okay. Well, um, for folks that want to keep up with you, uh, let's go ahead and plug them with your social media, the magazine social media, and uh, website. Hip Hop Weekly on everything. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Okay. Um, I am Q Ward. If you're interested in me specifically, um, I have a pretty cool radio show. It's called Civic Cipher. CivicCipher.com will give you everything you need for that. Or once again, Civic Cipher on all social media. Um, tap in, man. We're, 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 we used to try to do cool things. We're just trying to do things that mean something now. I like that. Well, uh, I appreciate you taking the time, uh, to, to share with us what you got going on. Obviously we love uh, anything black media um, here at the black information network. So your time is always appreciated. Uh, I'd like to thank you again very much for coming on to share your insight. And of course your overall commitment to the successful informed and inspired future of the black community. Once again, today's guest is the owner and CEO of hip hop weekly magazine Q ward. Appreciate you for having me. man. And before I go, I'll leave you with this. Looking ahead, the future of black journalism appears bright, and more and more young black journalists are entering the field and bringing fresh perspectives and diverse voices to the media landscape. The proliferation of digital platforms and social media has also provided new opportunities for black journalists to reach wider audiences and share their stories on a global scale. Additionally, the recent renewed focus on issues of racial justice and equality has brought increased attention and support to black media and journalism as well as renewed efforts to diversify newsrooms and support Black-owned media outlets. While challenges and obstacles certainly remain, it is clear that Black journalism will continue to play a vital role in shaping the narrative and advocating for justice and equality in the years to come. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show was produced by Chris Thompson. Have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I'm your host, Ramses Ja, on all social media. Join us tomorrow as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on the Black Information Network Daily Podcast.
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steel, is every Thursday a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 